You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 363. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 363. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. And we're back. And we're back. It's Dirty Dan the Garbage Man here at 945 in the AM. Can we let you live? Wow, you really didn't disappoint. That's exceptional. Came in strong. Came in came strong. Came in, yes. That was fire, as the kids say. <laughs> lit. It was lit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. As it's it's still say. a trip to me. I was talking about this with a friend of mine who's also 41, who we grew up together and we both don't have kids. So I think it's even more like sort of a mind fuck when you don't have kids and you're not like directly in front of a new generation. Right. Where I still can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm the parents' age. I'm the parents' age. Like we're the parents. Right. I have a friend from high school that just announced that he's a grandfather. Right. Yeah. I'm in that category. (laughs) Like, wait, what? No. That's that's just not happening. But I do I do feel like there are some changes. Like I saw a picture of I don't know who it was. I want to say it was Blanche from the Golden Go- Golden Girls. Blanche. And it was like, it was, you know, this used to be 50 and now this is 50 and it's J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. So I think there's still like, okay, we can still feel young. <sighs> yeah, let's just. All right. Okay. The pressure's off. Whew. All right. All right. Now we've got that cleared up. So we're glad to have you here. Please don't leave. We have lots of stuff to talk to you about. In fact, this came to us from a listener who wrote into the show, which you can do as well. Oh, how do they do that? Well, I'm so glad you asked because on any page that we have a podcast. So for this episode, it is thejoyjunkie.com slash 363. Right. On any one of those pages, you can find a, a place to submit your show idea. And oh, okay. those have been super helpful for sure for me crafting agenda and the things that we want to share on the show. So this was a great one. And it was a it's basically around this idea of when somebody means really well and they're do doing something for you in a kind gesture, but you want them to knock it the fuck off. And mm-hmm. like, how do you say that? Where do you how do you navigate that whole guilt place of like I'm purposely hurting them or I'm going to cause them pain mm. and those sorts of emotions that start to come up. So we're going to dig into that on this episode of cool. Thanks But No Thanks. Thanks But No Thanks. Yeah. We'll have to come up with a jingle for that. Yeah. And I think this uh, will be really helpful for a lot of you. This could be even, you know, family who maybe buys you shit that you really don't want you would much rather them do something else uh or maybe it's a dating scenario where you aren't interested and you don't want to continue on but you Mm. feel like they're so kind and they're so lovely there's just no spark so those kind of things where 
the person is, it's a little bit more challenging because that person is not being a dick. They're being really lovely and considerate. Right. You just don't want what they have you to still offer. You want that offer, right? Ugh. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But before we do, we're going to we're gonna lighten it up first, which I know you've been really thinking about this Would You Rather. Yeah. This one, um, it took me some time to figure it out, but I got it. All right. All right. So, yeah, this is a segment we like to call. Would You Rather. And today's Would You Rather is. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a bird that says, you're an asshole oh. every time someone walks into the room <laughs> or have a dog that humps your leg every chance it gets uh i i for sure want the bird just for comedic yeah yeah i mean the dog humping is pretty funny too but but, but that, wouldn't that get old both of them would get old come on yeah it would get old because in this house i'm the only one walking into the room <laughs> So you'd be the only asshole in the house. You couldn't blame it on anybody else. And so what I would start doing is go, oh, sure, I'm the asshole. That's what I would start doing. I'd be like, you're more of an asshole. You're just calling people assholes. I think that's what I would go with. You're an asshole. You do that very well. You do have that. Coming in strong today. Yeah. You're really, really good with mimicry. Parroting? Yeah, parroting. That's exactly what I just did was parrot. (laughs) (laughs) And impressions and stuff like that. I, I try. I do my best. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Um, oh gosh, I'm torn on this one. You want you only reason you want to do the humping of the leg is to be a devil's advocate. Do you think? Yeah, you just like to spice up your segment. <laughs> okay, so as a percentage, how many people do you think are going to pick bird over dog? Well, okay, I uh, so the what, what does it say again? You're an asshole. Yeah. It, you're, okay, every time somebody walks into the house or into, into the, the house. Uh, or into say, a room. Into the living room, family room. Oh, shit. Because I go through there <laughs> all the time. And okay. And then the other one is the dog does humps the leg when? Every chance it gets. Every chance. Yeah. Oh, I can't with that. That's Every chance it gets. That's too much. I think, I think most people are going to go for the bird. It's funny. Okay. How, but about, the, how about if the dog comes to you like every time you go into the living room? That's okay. a little less annoying. But then also from a personal development place, I go like, <laughs> I can't be hearing all of that negative talk. That's exactly why I thought you would go with the dog because you wouldn't want the negative self-talk. It's kind of like, <laughs> remember that Would You Rather we did where it was like, it, I can't remember what both of them were, but one of them was, would you rather have feel like your foot was stuck in a bucket <laughs> but that's it was good. but it was just a feeling of it just a feeling and i feel like that's what it would feel like to have a dog <laughs> a dog on you but as soon as you left the living room it would stop humping this would be a bucket that it'd be a fucking bucket <laughs> it'd be a fucking bucket but <laughs> <laughs> so you could like run into the dining room or like run into the kitchen real quick and then like yeah, shake yeah. the dog off. Right. Yeah. You'd have to do that. I. Ugh. So you're still going with the bird, even though it's against every grain of your coaching. Yeah. It's wood. that's tough for me. But well, maybe I would pick the dog if it's again, just the living room thing. And can I pick what type of dog? Because I'm picturing our tiny little like five pound, ten pound dog. If it's a <laughs> well, fucking mastiff, whatever that's dog a, you have, one thirty. Okay, yeah. whatever dog you have. Because yeah. hump like 
you could be immobilized by a mastiff. Yes, you could. <laughs> you know. That's true. That'll Especially take you if you're out. a small person. Okay, so I, I think I'm going to switch to dog. You're going to dog. Ooh. Since we have tiny Switching dogs. teams. What? Did you decide? You didn't decide. I think I'm going to go with dog. I'm sticking with dog. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. We talk about it every week over in our After Hours community. After Hours. <laughs> and that's our Facebook group. And it's a really an amazing group of people. Everyone is so supportive of each other. And on Mondays, we discuss the Would You Rather of the Week. And everyone gives their reasoning why and their arguments. And it's super fun to hear. So if you want to join us and all of the awesome content and camaraderie and support, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Club. That will redirect you right over to our little corner of Facebook. And I do bonus trainings over there. We do a warm, fuzzy Wednesday. There's always something happening on the Joy Junkie page. That's right. And everybody is so awesome and supportive. And I make sure no one's in there like selling protein powder or leggings or mascara or shit like that. So no MLMs are happening. And we stay very <laughs> focused on – everyone knows that's a thing. Like people get – I don't know if you get this, but women definitely get this, where we get added to all these fucking Facebook groups. Oh, and it's yeah. like, I don't give a shit about your protein powder. Right, right. Leave me alone. I, I don't as much because I'm not on Facebook that's right. hardly ever. I I think they changed some of the rules where you couldn't just automatically add people anymore. Mm. They have to approve it, which is which is great. But anywho, let's jump into this idea of thanks but no thanks. What do you think? Okay. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. I no, need yeah. you to be on board, though. Don't <laughs> I you? Of a, I thought of a jingle. How oh, does you this did. Go? Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's workshop it. Workshop it. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shelve that one. Okay, let's shelve it. <laughs> Don't you know I don't pay you good money for this? <laughs> So I, I know th very well. this is when people have good intentions, but you need them to stop. You basically need them to stop. Okay. So let me read to you what this listener wrote in, and, and I want you all to think about if there are similar situations where because somebody was being super kind, you used that as an excuse to not advocate for what you wanted or needed. So keep that in mind. Let me say, this is what she says, let me say, first all, first of all, that you are awesome. You have been such an inspiration for me and I'm sure many, many others. Oh, oh. that was nice for to say about me. I, I definitely wanted to keep that part in. <laughs> I am calling it my thank you but question. My husband is an absolute angel. Sounds a lot like your husband is. Uh oh, mm, isn't that oh sweet? Yes. He always goes out of his way to go above and beyond and really anticipate what you might need or want. And will ju just to make you happy. After finally figuring out that I have some serious food issues, I have decided to go vegan, gluten-free, and soy-free. I'm doing amazing, lost weight, feels so much better. She's pumped about it. Right because, yeah, her. congratulations on that. Yeah. It takes a lot to figure out what how your body operates. I don't know if, if we have the windows open right now because it's so gorgeous. So if you hear outside noise. Cicadas. Just know you're in the South. Yeah. Th there's some circadian rhythms happening out there. <laughs> but aren't you glad you don't pay for this is all I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> um, so because he is such a great guy, he is not to be deterred and has been searching out and buying. This is so sweet. Searching out. And buying vegan, gluten-free, and soy-free desserts. Since changing my diet, these are foods that I don't want or crave anymore. And since I have struggled with my body image all of my life, I don't want the temptation of them. 
Now, she gives a little bit of a background around the weight stuff. She said, I also grew up in a very abusive family who called me mean names like lard ass and bubble butt and would oink at me like a pig. Right. That is absolutely abuse. For sure. That is definitely verbal abuse. Let's not skirt around that. She says, I look at old pictures now and I realize that wasn't the case. But, of course, it's still the narrative in her mind. So I bring that up just because that – that piece could also be really helpful in expressing it, expressing your desires to uh. your partner in the future. So, so keep that that part kind of in mind. He is truly just the greatest guy, and I don't want to shut him down or seem ungrateful, but I do want him to stop doing this and just let me decide. He has the best of, it, of intentions, but I need him to step back. I know that he would probably do exactly what I ask. I just want to find the right words. Any ideas? Thank you so much. And a side note, I have not spoken to this particular family that that she was mentioning in over two years based in part on your Boundaries podcast. So thank you, really, with a bunch of exclamation marks. So congrats on that because there are – you can absolutely listen to all these pods and do jack shit with it, but you boundaried your ass off. You did what I like to call the field work. You mm. actually got into action. So hell yes. And you know what we're going to give you? A, a warm, warm fuzzy. fuzzy. That's right. You get a warm absolutely. fuzzy. Thanks for writing into the show. I'm hoping that we've got some some good insight for you. And congrats on that boundary. So I've got about seven different things that I want you to keep in mind going through a conversation like this. So the first thing that I would do is I would ask for the time to talk and keep it really light. So instead of saying, hey, babe, we need to talk. (laughs) No man wants to hear that, by the way. No woman wants to hear that either. Touche. Yeah. So it's typically not something that the other person goes, Yay, I can't wait. And then a lot of times you'll be with a partner who doesn't want to wait. They're like, just tell me now. And wants to like, it's so anxiety inducing to hear those words. Or they'll let their mind wander on what could this be about all day or however long it is. Exactly. So starting off with, hey, I want to run some stuff by you, or there's been something I've been wanting to get your thoughts on, or hey, do you have time for a little touch base? There's something I wanted to pick your brain about. Something like that where it seems really light. And it's really important that you aren't sideswiping them because if you are starting off with hey, I just need to come in guns blazing with this hard hard boundary, it's likely that they're going to go on the defensive. Like, well, sorry I did anything nice for you, right? Yeah, right. So goes without saying, just ask for the time to talk. Hey, when would you be available? I wanted to, wanted to throw something in this space. The second thing is to, especially in these situations, start with gratitude. Obviously, This person's partner is extremely kind and extremely thoughtful. So if you start off by very vulnerably and honestly saying, hey, it means so much to me that you have been thinking of me, that I've been on your mind and what I've been going through with my dietary changes have been so on your mind that you've been searching out these specific desserts for me. And acknowledging that is the kindest, sweetest thing. And you have to genuinely mean that, right? And and come from that place of vulnerability. Yeah. So it when I was l- 
creating the agenda for today, I realized that I kind of made a sandwich, you know, like that whole sandwich feedback of like, Uh here's what I love for you. Here's what I want you to work on. And then here's more of the things you're doing well. Yeah. So and I didn't really intend for it to be that way. But I do think that it's really helpful when you acknowledge someone's intent. Mm. So even if it's something that's really frustrating, like I had a friend, for example, who her mom would constantly buy shit for the house that was not her style. She didn't want to use it or she would, you know, she was just like, please don't give me that stuff. It's not helpful. But it was such a kind gesture. It was so sweet. It's hard for it to not come across as being ungrateful. And so that's why I think this whole formula is really important. But, you know, uh, I think that's this is really similar in what's happening here, stating that what they're doing is something so lovely and that their intention is so pure and so kind and acknowledging somebody for that instead of starting off with here's what I need from you or here's how I want you to change. Yeah. All right. So number three, this is make your specific request. And one of your specific requests may be just hear me out first and then I would love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what's going on with you. I'd love to hear what's happening in your mind. Because I find that sometimes if you don't make that request at the beginning, the other person jumps right in and wants to say, well, I thought you wanted that. Or I, I, well, oh, well, I'm sorry. I guess I'll never do anything nice again. And they just jump right in. Right. So if you can start by saying it would mean the absolute world to me if you would just let me get this out and then and just hear me out and then I would love to hear your perspective on it. So That's the, good. So I'm going to give you a little bit of example of what this might sound like, but I want to give you a couple of other bullet points of things to keep in mind as you make your specific request. Okay. So I'll give you a couple of those, but first what I want to underline about this Uh, the specificity is that a lot of times we will deliver what we think is a boundary, but we will be incredibly vague. We'll say something like, I really need you to respect me more. Or just be nicer. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Right? (laughs) So she could say something like, I need you to support my dietary habits more. And it's like, well, I thought I was. Right? So- I think it's incredibly important that the specific part is locked in stone, right? So it would be specifically what I am requesting, and you can use that terminology, specifically what I am requesting is that you refrain from picking up any desserts for me, whether whether they are vegan or whatever. What would be cool is if you snapped a picture of it so that I knew that there, it existed. You could say yes or no. Right. But right now where I'm standing, I don't – that's not something that I want to consume. Now, here's where that vulnerability piece comes in is because it's your spouse, because that's the nature of the relationship and you're intimately connected to him and that you feel safe with him and it's a beautiful relationship. All of those things are very important. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you're vulnerable. You don't always use vulnerability with somebody you don't feel safe with. Absolutely. You can – but that's that's why I'm amplifying the vulnerability piece here is to call in 
the reason why from your childhood okay and say i'm still working through some of these things around my weight and around some of the old voices that i hear from my family hmm. i recognize that that's not yours to carry saying that specifically that's not yours to carry but it would be really helpful for me if if desserts were not in the mix anymore hmm. so Will you please refrain from picking up any desserts, even if they're vegan or even if just let me come to you and say, will you pick this up? Got it. That's great. So it's very specific. Mm -hmm. It's he can very clearly know this is what she wants. This is what she doesn't want. And, oh, I get it. Oh, you've been having this battle with weight and desserts and family and shitty narratives in your mind and Oh, okay, here's how I can support you. Now, yeah. there's a couple other things that I want to amplify in here, and then I'll give you more of a here's what it would all sound like chrono chronologically. Number four is acknowledge their kind heart and tell them what your fear was in bringing this to them. That's great. That's the vulnerability piece right there. That's another huge piece of vulnerability because yeah. a lot of times what people will say to me is – Hey, Amy, and I get this a lot from my students in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my primary signature program that I run. They will say, I need to talk to my sister about this, but the last thing I want is for her to feel blank, like. attacked, like I'm ungrateful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, say yeah. that. Say that, yeah. Actually say that. And that's one of the things that you can do, even as an entry point with gratitude, you know, that Thank you so much for, for sitting down with me. And thank you so much for always thinking of me. Your heart is so pure and so beautiful. And I really, I hesitated even bringing this up because the last thing I ever want to do is to hurt your feelings or for you to think that I am not so unbelievably grateful for the man that you are, right? So state your fear. You can say like, I was hesitant <sighs> to bring this up because I don't want there to be unrest. Right? right. Yeah. So knowing that. Okay. Number five, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but acknowledging your role in the matter. This is another way of tempering this idea of spouse, you're doing something wrong. I need you to change it. And instead coming from a place of you would have never had any idea that this was bothering me because mm -hmm. I never gave you any indication that it wasn't what I wanted. And that is wildly unfair to you. So I cannot expect you to be a mind reader. And if there was something that I was doing that was bothering you, I would want you to come to me with that. Yeah, that's great. That's very, very honest. But again, it's acknowledging your role in the matter. So even when you, you are frustrated with somebody or you want them to make a change, even when it's it, totally well-intended like this, it can feel like they're the ones that are the problem. And you have to acknowledge that you are the one who has not spoken up until now. So you have to look at, based off of what I have said or have not said or my behavior or my body language, have I given him any indication that I don't want this? Mm -hmm. Probably not. And you need to take responsibility for that. That's an amazing way for it to be collaborative and like, hey, I need to own this part that I wasn't vocal about it. And then here's my request from you. All right. This is all good stuff. 
Thanks. It's like it's like communication 101 that we should have gotten when we were kids. Yes. And nobody does it right. Nobody does it. <laughs> nobody nobody do- not even they don't do it right, they just don't do it. They don't do it at all, but right. we I was thinking specifically we don't learn it in any type of school really. Even in communication studies, you don't really learn this. Mm-mm. And then you sure as fuck don't see it modeled by your parents to one another. No. You you or primary caregiver, you don't see it modeled to you from your parents because we dismiss youth in a lot of ways where we say we don't want to hear from you. So we we aren't looking at these collaborative conversations. So yeah. That's a great point though, babe, too is give yourself compassion. Nobody taught you this. Right. Nobody taught you how to do this. And you get better as you go. Right. Like now, now I can recite this for you because I'm constantly <laughs> giving, doing, it. doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it myself, but I'm also giving my students specific scripts. I was uh-huh. just working with somebody today where we were walking through all of these ways to engage with her partner. And that's part of the deep down and dirty? It is. Okay. There's There's a huge communication element to it. Okay. But... We don't get to that typically until the end of the program. But right. what's so helpful, I think, is that when you are a student with me in Deep Down and Dirty, you have me kind of in your back pocket for four months. So what I encourage them to do, and they do it constantly, is pop into our private forum and say, here's what just went down with my sister. How can I do this differently? Or I need to talk to my roommates about a really sticky situation. How do I go about it? And we workshop and we do scripts and we come up with it. And it is unbelievably empowering to know I can deliver these boundaries. I can speak up for myself. And it's not my responsibility how it is received. Mm. It's only my responsibility to show up in a really, really powerful way and to be proud of myself. Yeah. But sort of the the nucleus behind Deep Down and Dirty, what it's really about is this true belief in self. And everybody has sort of a different way that they identify with that, but it all comes down to worthiness. It's I am enough, I am valuable, I am deserving, I matter. You know, it's we all have, we have these different semantics around it, but it's all self worth. Sometimes it's sure. lovable. I'm not lovable. I'm not deserving of the things I want. I'm not enoughness. And so deep down and dirty completely uproots that belief system. And that's kind of where we start. We dig through this internal belief that. I'm just not enough, switch that, and then we move into this place of now that I believe in myself and I'm not riddled with constant self-doubt, now how does that involve uh, itself into my relationships? Now how do I speak up? Now talk to me about boundaries, saying no. developing communication. Tough conversations. Exactly. Exactly. So I have seen people – like I, I have one student who just popped into my head at the time when we first started working together, she was super worried about uh, a very it was a I, I don't feel like we can always say toxic family member, but her father definitely was a toxic force in her life. Mm-hmm. And she was so concerned about how it was going to be with him walking her down the aisle for her wedding, that he was going to be this huge disruption, always causing attention towards himself, Mm. causing a lot of drama with other family members. By the time we got to our end of our time together, not only was he not walking her down the aisle, but he was completely uninvited to the wedding. Wow. And she had boundaried the fuck up. Her mom was walking her down the aisle. She had 
we had gone through all of the things. Wow. And to see somebody have that big of a shift. Sure, yeah. And that's just one example. One I've example. seen people do it with all sorts of family. Uh, I've seen people quit smoking because they finally believe that they're valuable. I've seen people start businesses, manifest soulmates, get rid of relationships that are no longer serving them. And it can be really unbelievable the ripple effect of actually liking yourself and believing that you are enough. So if that's you and you're going, holy shit, yeah, I am constantly in the throes of people pleasing or perfectionism or how can I be enough? How can I be enough? Because I don't believe I am. Mm-hmm. Please go to the joyjunkie.com slash workshop. I've put together a masterclass for you there that chronicles a lot of the work that I do. It'll likely be very blaringly obvious that this is you, mm-hmm. right? It's either... It is or it's not. And at the very end, you'll see an opportunity to book a call, a complimentary call with a member of my team so you can talk about exactly what you're going through and if Deep Down and Dirty would be a really great option for you. Uh, cool. That's Super awesome. transformative. But yeah, this is one of those things that I think it's not just the curriculum because there's 14 modules that we go through that are far more in depth than more anything yeah. I give on the pod. In fact, people say that where they're like, holy shit, I thought the pod gave me a lot. Mm. And then they're like, oh, my God, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> and But it's transformative, right? Completely right. change your life. Point. And yeah, so it's not just that it's the curriculum or this, this information. It's that you have me to say, hey, this happened today. Mm-hmm. How, how do I say this to my mom? Yeah. And it's these things that we're going through here together today that you would have me to – brainstorm that with you and finesse it and hold you accountable, that shit is completely invaluable. Oh, for sure. All right. That sounds like the MasterCard commercial. Oh, yeah. You're right. (laughs) Learn to communicate, (laughs) (laughs) $5,000. Living the life I always dreamed of, priceless. (laughs) (laughs) MasterCard. I love it. All right. So we have got now number six. Tell them what would be helpful. So instead of saying, stop doing that, you know, just I need you to knock it off. It's likely that this man that she's talking about is wants to give to her, wants to be there for her. This is what I was thinking right here. So give him ways to do that. Yeah, there you go. And to say, say it like this. It would mean the world to me if you would find a really healthy eating vegan cookbook. Or restaurant. Or restaurant. I would right. love it if we could do a date night where you found a soy-free, gluten-free vegan restaurant. Right. Would you be up for that? You know? Or I want to give you examples of things that really do mean a lot to me. I'm still navigating. Maybe it's not even in the realm of... Food. The food. Okay. It might be, you know... I recognize that you love to give gifts like that. It could be a love language thing. Sure. But you might say, you know what What would mean so much to me is if you would just give me prolonged hugs and tell me how much you love me. Or some Trader Joe's flowers. Or some flowers. That's right. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is sure. that – here's how you can win with me basically right? kind of thing. Right, right. Instead of just saying don't do that, say try doing this instead. Right. right? Yeah. And I think I think if you use language like acknowledging their intention and how beautiful they are and saying, 
I the last thing I want you to do is to feel like I'm ungrateful. But I also want you to be with a partner who's honest right. with you. It doesn't sit as rejection, right? Right. And it would mean the world to me if if you would consider this. Obviously, that's your call. But these are the things that that really show love to me, mm. right? Because I find that a majority of partners just want the script. Like, just tell me exactly what to say. Tell me what to do. How you, <laughs> Instead of being the mind reader. Good night, you're right. <laughs> Good night, you're right. But Inside joke. You've you've told me that all the time that I love so much that you're just crystal clear. Here's what I want. Do this. Don't do that. Say this. Don't say that. No games, no guessing, no bullshit. Just get a, It's great. Just straight up. Straight up. But I also think that there's this weird kind of princess mentality where we get such a skewed. He should know what I want. Ex- he should, yes. He should be able to read my mind. Right. This idea that everything's got to be a fairy tale, this prince and princess <laughs> thing, where if it's magic and it's true love, that everybody should just know exactly what what each other needs. That's not how it works. I can tell you, twenty three fucking years in, there's been a lot of words to get us to this place. It's very true. There's a lot of words. So keep that in mind. All right. And then before I give you like a little demo of this, number 7 is to listen to their perspective. But again, recognize what is or isn't yours to carry. If they are hurt, and if you lay this out, you are going to curb the hurt quite quite well if you curb the hurt. I love it. If you really kind of follow these tactics cuz you're showing up in such a loving way, but they could be dealing with their own shit. They could be so sensitive to certain things. They could be triggered by rejection or feedback that is not yours to carry. So just because there's any element of hurt on their behalf, that doesn't necessarily mean you are are wrong or that what you're bringing up is wrong or that you advocating for your wants or needs is wrong. Okay. Great. So – but I do feel when it's a collaborative relationship like this, like a marriage – it's important to say, so what are you thinking over there? Or how is all of this landing? Mm-hmm. Or tell me what's happening in your mind right now. That's a great way to pass the torch to or pass the baton. It's like, because in the beginning you say, Let just me hear talk. me out. Yeah. So then they know exactly when their input is, when they can start. Yes. Right? So let's do a little example of what this might sound like because her specific request was, I want to find the right words. So I'm going to put this kind of all together. So we're going to start with gratitude. Well, actually, backing up, we're going to ask for the time to talk. We've done that. We're sitting down now and saying, hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you about some of the dietary changes that I've made. And as you know, it's been... It's been a lot. I'll just leave it at that. But I just wanted to tell you how grateful I am to have such an incredible partner. And I know that when you pick up different desserts for me that are fitting into my new diet, it warms my heart to think of you thinking about me in in that way where I'm on your mind and I really feel like you win at husband. And I I just want to thank you so much for that. You know, I have 
I have some things that I kind of wanted to share related to that. But so my request is, is that you just kind of hear me out. And then I really want to hear your thoughts and what's what's going on for you over there. So I've been really battling with some of the stuff of changing my diet. It's been really hard for me with some of the stuff that it's kicked up around my family and how they spoke to me about my weight. And I've recognized that one of the decisions that I really want to make right now is to is to not eat lots of desserts, even if they fall in the category of vegan or soy or whatever. So my specific request is for you to not pick those up for me the way you have been. And I'll be honest, I didn't even want to ask you that because my my fear was you thinking I'm not grateful or that I don't see your unbelievably kind heart. And that's not my intention at all. But I also realize that you're not a mind reader. And if if there was something going on with you where I was doing something that you would prefer that I, I didn't, I would want you to tell me. And I haven't been clear with you. There's been nothing that I've done that has shown you that I actually don't want to consume these types of desserts anymore. So again, I truly hope this comes across because I I see I just see your beautiful heart and it's the last thing I would ever want you to think that I don't. So here's what would be unbelievably helpful for me and and I don't know if I've been as candid about how difficult this has been for it to kick up the shit around my my family, you know? But it's all very intertwined for me. So here's what would be really helpful. I'm trying to disconnect from all of the weight-related stuff. So if there are times when you really want to support me or you are thinking of me, I would love it if you just got me a little bouquet of flowers or maybe something related to a book that we're reading together, or maybe it's something just a departure from the food altogether, because that's my place that I'm trying to heal. And I realized that I, I hadn't even requested that from you. So yeah, so that that's it. That's that's all I wanted to share. And, and I'm really curious what's happening for you over there. What are, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Well, I can see that you've given it a lot of thought. And I appreciate the gentleness with which you've come from. <laughs> and I totally see your perspective. And I'll try to make some changes around how I show my love for you. I think this is such a great conversation. Like you could keep going on and on. Of course, on. yeah. I just and wanted to – it seemed like a perfect place just to add something. Thank you for – thank you That may for... not be the way he responds, but that just – yeah, and thank you for, for role-playing. But that could also be a great thing of – we've done this before where we start with something like that, and then it's like, is there anything else that's been kind of on your mind that mm. you've been hesitant to tell me? Since or, you're already in that space, right? Yeah, you're in this vulnerable like request area, and like, hey, you know what? In the mornings when da-da-da-da happens, it'd, could you maybe do this or that? You know, yeah, yeah, Or yeah. I really don't want coffee in the mornings. Can you not – make double but mm -hmm. I, I never want to tell you but whatever i think it's good also to pass pass the same thing where your the requester becomes the receiver yes so you say 
that's my request. Do you have any? Is there anything that yes. I'm doing that we haven't talked about that kind of fits in with this? That yes, you know, like that would be a great way to um to make it not so one sided. Yes, right. So he could very realistically say, you know what. You don't even need to do all of this long, flowery conversations. Just say, babe, please don't buy me this. Right. You don't have to be be simple. Yeah. He might say, be brief. I just need you to tell me and tell me quick, like at the beginning, so I don't (laughs) spend all this time. That's my style. And then... And then you guys get to collaborate and go, okay, cool. I can do this better. Okay, cool. I can do this better. And and look at that. And every, and it's nice and tidy, and right? Now look at that. <laughs> it's like a 30-minute soap opera. <laughs> oh, there's your telenovela. All right. So quick little recap. Number one, ask for the time to talk. Number two, start with gratitude. Number three, make your specific request. Number four, acknowledge their kind heart and tell them what your fear was in bringing this to them, honoring your intention. Number five, acknowledge your role in the matter that you haven't spoken up or asked for what you needed. Number six, tell them what would be helpful. And number seven, listen to their perspective, but recognize what is and is not yours to carry. So there you have it. Thanks. But no thanks. Hope this is helpful for you. And this, again, could be applicable to the anecdote I was sharing about telling your mom, like, please stop buying shit from my house. (laughs) Or we could really use some support for the kid's school or something like that. Here's what would be more beneficial. I don't need it in this way. But again, running it through this formula. Any other things you wanted to add? I thought you were brilliant. Oh, thank you. Um No, I don't think so. And this is truly how we talk to each other. I know. It's disgusting. (laughs) But it was... It's disgustingly beautiful. It wasn't always. No, it really wasn't. We really had to learn how to do it. Yeah. And to not be offended by where the other person was. Absolutely. And to actually be respectful of where the other person was and to not take it as an affront. Mm -hmm. It's not an affront. But how you deliver that... It can come wrapped in that package or not. So really watching that that rhythm. All right. So let us know uh, if there are other topics that you would like to hear about. And please, if you need to start speaking up for yourself, you need to change that belief that you are enough, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. It'll also be in the show notes. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith, out. (laughs) 